0: And remember, quoting is for the weak. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. What's up, Permission Nation? This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. My name is Charles Speck, the host, and I am glad that you are here. Guess what? I... I am tired. I am tired. I do not have the energy to do what I need to do today. Why? Because... I haven't been sleeping really good the last couple of nights and then was up fairly late last night and man, my energy is zapped. And lo and behold, on the day in which I am most tired was a day in which I had a ton of phone calls and Zoom calls. And so I'm here in between the Zoom calls with not as much energy as I would normally have. Why? Because I want to show up for you guys. I just want to show up. And so that's what today's topic is about. You need to show up. What do I mean by that? What do, well, Here's what I mean by that. It's not just a matter of showing up. It's a matter of actually putting up. It's not just a matter of pressing play. It's a matter of actually having something to talk about. It's not just a matter of showing up to the office. It's a matter of picking up the telephone and dialing seven numbers. It's not just a matter of checking your email. It's a matter of actually using your email to prospect. It's not just a matter of like going to a networking event because you have to. It's because you get to. You get a chance to talk to people and meet people and potentially start some relationships that are actually going to pan out and earn you some money. It's not just a matter of showing up to the office because you work between 8 and 5. It's a matter of showing up so that you can put up, so that you can deposit money in the bank account. At the end of the day, that's really the goal here. You're not trying to just skate by. You're not trying to just pay the bills. You're not trying to just keep the electric on. You're actually trying to build a book of business. You're trying to create a career. You're trying to get more clients so that you can have the sort of lifestyle that you want. But you have to actually legitimately show up, put up, do the work, make the calls, And so forth. And so today, on this particular podcast, I'm talking about the necessity that you have as an insurance producer to actually show up. You know, a few days back, maybe about a week or so ago, I did a survey on LinkedIn. I did a survey on LinkedIn, and the question was essentially I asked insurance agents what kind of title do they prefer when it comes to referring to themselves? Okay? So I believe that the answers that I had were producer, advisor, account executive, or other. I don't remember the exact percentages, but it was close to about 50% wanted the, wanted the title advisor Number two was producer. Number three was account executive. And I kind of assumed that one would probably be uh, much further down the line. And then there was a very small percentage for other. Um, overwhelmingly, it seems as though a lot of people want to be referred to as advisor. And I understand why. Because it makes it sound like you're actually doing something that is positive. You're helping people. You're advising them on their insurance. You're advising them on what to on what to purchase, what to not purchase, what to look for and so forth. And I get it. Definitely you're advising. But you can stay broke and be a good advisor. You can have your electric bill be over your head and not have the money to pay for it because you're a good advisor. There's a difference between being able to produce and being able to talk about what's in a policy. There's a difference between being able to actually prospect and someone who can't prospect. There is a big difference between a producer and an account manager. So we have to produce. And to produce, you have to show up. The problem, however, is that many times we show up physically, but we're not there mentally. Right? Like I really feel that today, I am tired. I just don't have the overall strength. I'm really trying to like give you guys some energy here, but I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. It's just really not there. I just don't have just the energy that I really want to put forth into the day. Um, as soon as I get off this uh, episode, I'm gonna go get some more coffee because I need something, even artificial, to help me get to that next level. I still have a few more Zooms today. I need to show up for people, and you know, frankly. That's how we have to do this every single day. I just got off a few different Zooms today, was talking to some producers about how many, how many cold calls they make in a day. Okay? Now, I want you to think about this for a minute. How many cold calls do you make in a day? How many do you actually put out in a normal day? How many calls are you making? Probably not too many would be my initial guess. Why do I guess that? Because that's normal. Most of us don't do many cold calls. The problem, however, even above and beyond that, is that not too many of us are actually doing a lot of other prospecting besides telephone calls. We might do a few emails here and there, maybe a couple of walk-in visits every once in a while and just loosely using social media with no real strategy. But frankly, a lot of us aren't doing a lot of cold calls. Look, I have to break this down for you. We need to figure out where you're spending your time so that we can then figure out how to use your time more wisely. I want you to not spend your time on meaningless things that aren't pushing the needle. I want you to start taking a look at your time and start focusing on the things that really push the needle in the direction you want to go. One of the first questions that I will normally ask some of my clients when I'm working with them is, you know what, no harm or foul here. No initial judgments. I just want you to be honest with me Tell me, how many hours a week are you putting in the insurance business? That's the first question. How many hours a week are you normally putting in the insurance business? And by in the insurance business, I mean, when are you showing up to the office and when do you typically leave the office? And by, you know, um, the, the amount of hours that is servicing your current clients, prospecting, doing just insurance type work. It could be going um, and meeting with underwriters and going to a network event, you know, every once in a while, whatever it is. your typical average week, how many hours? You know, newer producers will usually tell me like, uh, at least 40 hours, if not 50. Uh, producers who have a larger book of business, it's very rare that they're still putting in 40. A lot of them are putting in less hours. Again, no judgment here. The nice thing about the insurance business is you get to build whatever it is you want to build. I mean, you can build your book of business and then only work 15 hours a week. You know what? That's awesome. Isn't it? insurance beautiful? I mean, insurance is an awesome industry to be able to do that. So no judgments here. I'm just trying to really figure out the facts. Okay, But let's say, for example, you've got somebody who isn't quite to the point of where they're retiring. They're still kind of maybe at the, the beginning part or somewhere in the middle. Let's say they're just doing 40 hours a week. Let's just keep things simple. I'm not that smart, so let's just do some basic math. 40 hours a week, okay? Monday through Friday, 40 hours a week. Let's say um, that you even have, you know, on average, about 25% of your time is, uh, no, let's just do 30%. 30%, It's easier math for me. 30% of your time you spend doing service work, okay? So that would mean 12 hours out of a day, uh, excuse me, out of a week, you are typically doing service work. That is, you're dealing with a claim, you're meeting with a client to do a renewal, whatever it is. 12 hours out of your 40, you're doing service work, all right? So that would mean the difference between 40 and 12 is what you've got left over to actually do prospecting, okay? The difference between 40 and 12 is what you have left over. 28 hours, I actually had to like write it down, this is how bad I have math. 28 hours out of a week is what you've got left to do prospecting. Are you really legitimately, listen up producer, advisor, account executive, whatever you want to call yourself? Are you really and legitimately, in that example, prospecting 28 hours or are you potentially maybe even prospecting only 2.8 hours? Uh huh. I think I'm stepping on all kinds of toes right now. I'm stepping on your toes. I'm stepping on your buddy's toes. I'm stepping on the owner of your agency's toes. I'm stepping on all kinds of toes right now because, frankly, We show up, but we didn't put up. That's the problem. Whatever it is that you wrote for business so far this year, and we're coming to the end of the year, here we are, I'm recording this on December 2nd, but whatever it is you put up to this point in new business this year is not necessarily based at all on what you've done from a service work standpoint, but based upon how much you have done for new business. The real question then is, is how much a time out of the total allotment of hours that we have set aside in the typical week, did we actually utilize for prospecting? Going back to this example, 40 hours a week, 30% of that, which is 12 hours you spend on servicing, that leaves you 28 hours of your average typical week to begin doing prospecting type work, phone calls, meetings, going to networking events, whatever it is, 28 I'm going to tell you that there's no way there's no way that the typical producers doing even 50% of their free time for prospecting actually doing prospecting. I would say it is significantly less than 50%. We can find so many other things to do that aren't necessary where we might be able to even talk ourselves into believing that it's actually productive work, but it's not. We're hanging out, we're chit-chatting, we're checking our social media, we're surfing the internet, we're doing lots of different things, but not really doing the hard work of picking up a telephone and calling somebody to see if they want to meet and talk about insurance. But I want you just to imagine for a moment, whatever the number is of new business revenue that you wrote this last year, based upon the percentage of time that you actually do prospect in a week, what is that ratio? If, for example, in that example where there's 28 hours left, if somebody was really only prospecting, you know, 20% of that time, that's going to put them like just around five and a half hours. Five and a half hours out of the 28, they're actually doing prospecting. I want to ask you, do you do five and a half hours of prospecting in a week? Yes or no? You answer the question. Five and a half hours. Do you do, do, on average, a little over an hour every single day of cold calls? Or a little over an hour every single day of strategic email marketing? Or social media? Or a combination of any of those? Maybe you do. Maybe you say, yes, Charles, I actually do that. Maybe it's 10 hours. Maybe you do 10 hours. Well, in this example of 28 hours, even only doing 10 hours means that you have 18 hours where you did not do anything. Here's where I'm going with this. Let's say, for example, that somebody out of this this example, out of 28 additional hours that they have set aside, they do $100,000 of new business. But they were really only utilizing half the time. So I guess that would be what? Uh, Around 16 hours... No, that's not right. Fourteen hours out of that 28, 14 hours half, is what was utilized for prospecting, and that was what caused you to put up 100 grand of new business. Out of the 28 hours available, you actually prospected only 14, half the time, 50 percent, and you wrote 100 grand. Guess whose fault it is that you didn't do 200 grand? That's where I'm going with this. You have heard me say it many times, Permission Nation, that prospecting is a numbers game. Selling insurance is a a relationship game. Selling insurance is all about relationships. Meeting with your prospect at an appointment is a relationship moment. But the actual prospecting comes down to numbers. It's all about numbers. The messaging, the scripting is about numbers. The size of the account that you're going at is based upon numbers. The, The hours, the minutes that you're spending each day, each week, Wherever you're spending them at, it comes down to numbers. How many calls you do in an hour is the numbers. How many minutes it takes you to actually leave voice messages, that's an hour. Are you leaving voice messages that take 42 seconds, or are you leaving voice messages that take 24 seconds? As you start adding them up over the course of time, the law of numbers will tell you whether or not you are wasting time or, or not. Yesterday, I was doing a coaching call with um, a new Relatively new, yeah, he's definitely a new agent. Um, just a couple of months into it, and so I, we were going through his script. We were talking about like what he says to these people, um, his script both to receptionists as well as to if he actually has the business owner on, and then specifically what his voicemail sounds like. Okay? I wanted to hear like, what he's saying, what he's not saying, and frankly, how long is the conversation taking? So when we finally got to the point of leaving a voice message, I didn't tell him I was doing this, but I took out my phone and I put on the stopwatch. And I said, all right, I, you know, on the count of three, I want you to start. And as soon as he started talking, you know, I pushed record. And he was talking, 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 and he even embellished for me. He said, you know, if I was going to do this, you know, then I would even like, I would tell him what my telephone number was. Uh, But anyway, after it was all said and done, it was about 43 seconds. 43 seconds was the time of his, of that voicemail. Now, if you add that up, right? If you add that up over the course of time, each hour, if you do 20 calls in an hour, 43 minutes, or excuse me, 43 seconds times 20 is the amount of time that you wasted in your life just actually doing voice messages. And I don't mean waste from the standpoint that it was a waste of time. I just mean like you're not getting your life back, right? That's where it was actually spent. Hopefully they'll call you back if you do a good voicemail, right? But... That's really the issue. It comes down to time. If instead of doing 43 seconds, you can do 30 seconds, how much time does that save you in an hour? How many hours in a day? How many days out of the week, if you add that up, just by shaving down your voice messages from 43 seconds to 30 seconds, how much time in a week does that save you? We have to know our numbers. We have to be able to see these because we cannot adjust, tweak, or pivot from something that we do not track. We have to know the basics of what it is that we're doing. But I want to ask you, are you showing up? Are you a local insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. Here's what I mean by that. How many calls do you think you typically make in a week? How many cold calls can you typically make in a week? Or not say can you? How many cold calls do you make in a week? Again, we're going to step on some toes, and it's going to be my ear toes, and it'll to be all bloody by the time I'm by the time we're done here. But I would tell you that at least from the basics of of how many insurance agents I speak to when I ask them how many hours a week or a day are you making cold calls? And I would tell you that the vast majority of them tell me that they are doing probably somewhere between two and a half to five hours a week. And they're usually doing somewhere between like 10 and 17 calls in an hour. Now, I don't know, like those numbers really seem low to me. They can probably be significantly higher if we track them. But look, if you're only going to be making 20 calls in a day, what else are you doing with yourself? What else are you doing with your time? Where else are you spending your prospecting? Going back to that example, if you've got 28 additional hours in a week, um, you know, divided by five, that's a little over five hours in a day that you could have for prospecting. What are we doing with those? Are we showing up for those five plus hours each day instead of just using maybe an hour of it for prospecting? Where I'm trying to get to this is like, you don't necessarily need to change a lot of things in your entire prospecting strategy. You just need to use your time wisely. Wisely. There are definitely a lot of things that we can do, tweak, and change in your entire prospecting strategy. We can go after bigger accounts. We can go after more targeted accounts. We can work on our scripting. We can put together a 12-month timeline of services. We can do all of these things that are important and necessary. But at the end of the day, if we're not actually spending the time to do the prospecting, I don't know what else we can do. Because we can't just spend a whole lot of time getting getting ready and then never play the game. I want you to show up. Because that really is where you can build your book of business. Just not merely by like showing up, but actually putting up. Yesterday, actually, um, uh, no, it was yesterday. Yesterday, I was speaking to um, an agent, and we were talking about his 2022 plan for this next year. What his actual prospecting strategy is going to be for this next year. And, you know, we were talking about him going after, like, bigger accounts and so forth. And so one of the questions I asked him, I said, look, um, he had already mentioned that he had, like, a difficult year. He... Ended up like being depressed a lot of the year because he was fully expecting, like, about three quarters of the way through the year, he was going to get this really huge account. He already expected it to be done. He was counting the commission dollars in his head. Like, he was totally expecting it. And so, because of that, he wasn't pushing as much as he should have in the first three quarters. He was counting his chickens before they hatched. And you know what happened? That account ended up not going with him. Um, And then, you know, another one of his clients like had a complete um, sort of like um, downsizing and so forth so not only did he not write the amount of new business that he wanted um, he actually like lost revenue based on his current clients so he ended up having like a bad year and so i asked him he's, like how many accounts like new clients did you actually write this last year and he said i think it was like four clients and it was something like 70 grand okay and he said like he goes those numbers are really low you know he said like there's no reason why i can't be doing like 200 250 and I said, I agree with you. Like, I totally think that he could. He's been in the business for a while. There's no reason why he can't be doing that. Uh, he's got clients. He's smart. He, he's going after the right kind of business. Um, but he, like, we were talking about the types of accounts he's going to go after. And so he started to increase the size of the account he's planning to go after. But then he was like, I just want to get like three or four clients at this size. And I said, well, hold on a second. Three or four clients? I'm not saying that it's easy, but that really kind of seems like playing it safe to me. Playing it safe. Um, I, I I mentioned to him, I was like, you know, you could probably get three or four clients this year by not really changing all that much, just by increasing the size of the account. You could probably do that without too much of a problem and significantly increase the size of the uh, the book that you write in new business every year. I said, but let's just like kind of kick it around, like... Okay, let's just say you got this four. Could you get a few more than that? And So he agrees like, yeah, you know, what? I mean, I probably could. I could probably get like one every couple of months. I said, okay, so six. Yep, six. Okay. So um, as we were talking through the conversation, we increased the size of the account that he was going to go after. We increased the number from anywhere from like three to four up to six. And so we went somewhere from like 175 grand up to about 300,000 that if he just does this and just gets those 6, he's going to end up making that that number. He's going to hit his number. And so I said, "Look, here's how this is going to work. We're still going to shoot for 4, okay? We'll still shoot for 4 from the standpoint that we want to get one per quarter, okay? We're going to work the quarters. January 1, April 1, July 1, October 1." We're going to work those quarters, and the goal is here is that we're going to be getting at least a minimum of one new client every quarter. We're going to be shooting for more than that, but here, the basic minimum of expectation in order to hit the goals that we want is going to be one per quarter. Now, that leaves us two more of these decent-sized elephants that are, we're going to be able to drop and bag these elephants over the course of the year. It might come in the first quarter. They might both come in the third quarter, but we're going to be shooting for at least two more at least two more, and we will hit then the high number that we were asking for and kind of shooting for. And so he was like, okay, you know what, that, that's decent. I think we can work with that. And then I said, but I want to take this a step further. I want to take this a step further because at the end of it all, I still think that that is playing it safe. So I asked him. I said, all right, let's just, let's just kind of think about this for a moment. What if you really went all in? What if you didn't play it safe? What if you didn't just travel through the year on cruise control? What if, what if you really put your the foot down, the pedal to the metal, and you just went all in and you just like were giving it. All your effort. Instead of only putting in, you know, in that example, 14 hours out of the 28, what would happen if you actually did prospect all 28 hours every single week, week after week after week? What if you just really went all in? You were going in gangbusters. There was nothing going to stop you. Day after day, you were a prospecting machine. You just really spent the time prospecting, using your time wisely rather than foolishly. I asked them, how many clients do you really think you could probably get over the course of the year if you did that? He said, okay, I can actually see where you're going with this. He said, based upon that, he goes, I should probably be able to do around 15 to 17 new clients. We ended up doing the math based upon like the size we were going after and so forth, and what ended up being about $900,000 book of business. That he would be able to write 900 dollars of new business at the size of the account that he was planning to go after, if he really went all out. If he really went all out and didn't just show up. See, the problem is, too many of us just show up. And we have a strategic plan based upon mediocrity that achieves mediocrity And then when we achieve that level of mediocrity, we begin patting ourselves on the back, telling ourselves we met our goal. But all we really did was play it small, and we got successful at going small. I guess where I'm going with this is that if you actually began to show up and began to put up and began to level up, I wonder how much you could actually write a new business this year. I wonder if we began stringing years together like that, year after year after year, how much business could you possibly write? A ton! A ton of new business. Hmm. I wonder why we don't do that more often. I wonder why we don't do that more often. Why do we just so very often show up but don't really put up? Why do we only you know, do a small percentage of prospecting during the available time that we have? I'll give you maybe one final idea, maybe something that you can try, something you can begin doing even in your own business, um, and hopefully it will be helpful to you. But I was talking with another producer. She's really kind of like a telemarketer uh, producer. Um, Such a lot of appointments. That's her whole kind of like goal here. Uh, But unfortunately, like she was just having a lot of people who would like come in her office and like chit chat and like ask questions and just, you know, talk away. Why? Because her door was open. Why is your door open? Like, I'm not trying to say be unsociable. I'm just trying to say actually like try to use your time wisely here. And so, one of the things I said to her, I said, look, you know, people don't understand that your time is your time and that you're trying to make money. So, here's the thing close the door. And I want you to create a sign that you put on the outside of the door. And it's a big sign. Huge sign that says, please do not bother me. I'm prospecting right now. And leave that on your door until you're done. Close your door. Leave it there. Tell them to walk away. Don't bother you. She did it and had a significantly uptick and the amount of productivity she had in the very next day. Um, and by significant uptake, I think it was like two or three times the amount of calls where a- were she was able to make because she didn't have other people coming in and stealing her time. Could you do something like that? Could you just say, you know what, tell your account manager, you know, please don't bother me from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Every single day from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., don't bother me. I'm going to be actually prospecting, trying to set appointments, and so forth. After 11 a.m., I'll be available to answer your questions. I'm not going to uh, be a- available for email. I'm not going to take client calls until after 11 a.m. Could you talk to your account manager and just make sure that you are both on the same page? so that you, you know, he or she understood that you were going to be showing up and putting up and actually doing some prospecting in order to bring on some new business? Yep. If you don't tell them, guess what? They don't know. They don't know. And if they don't know, they will bother you. They will keep bothering you. I was talking to another agent a few weeks ago, and we were just talking about you know, how much time he's spending in the system doing service-related work, and he had the sheer audacity to look me in the eye and blame it on his account manager, saying that, well, you know what? She's just not servicing like I would like, like to have these things serviced. And so I had to go into the system and like handle this and take care of it. And so I asked him, I said, hold on a second. So you're telling me the account manager who's been in the business for this many years and her sole duty is to manage these accounts and service these accounts, and you're a producer who's supposed to be prospecting, and you're telling me that you're willing to not do your job so that you can do her job, which is taking money out of your pocket and not taking any money out of her pocket. You're willing to, to spend valuable time out of your life, to do someone else's work, and you're going to blame it on that person, I said, seriously, that's not really what you're doing, is it? I asked him, I said, tell me, how many hours per day do you actually think that you are spending on a daily basis being in the system, just handling stuff, just doing stuff, this and that. Um, not even that like your account manager you feel has dropped the ball, but just like you're just in there doing it. You're like you're working on a claim. You're handling something, whatever it is. I don't know. You're just in there. He said, well, maybe about an hour, hour and a half a day. He didn't think that was much. He didn't think that was very much. I said, excuse me, pulled out my calculator, took, I think, I think it was like either I did the hour, hour and a half, I can't remember, but I multiplied, let's just say I did it by the hour, multiplied one hour, Times five, because you're working Monday through Friday, right? Um, multiplied it by however, I think it was like 50 weeks, and that's the number of hours that he is spending in an entire year of actually doing the prospecting. I can't remember the exact number, but then I took that number and I think I divided it by eight, whatever it was, or something like that, and I came up with like the number of days that he is spending, based upon all those hours, how many actual work days he is wasting his entire year by going in just about an hour a day doing service-related work. And the number came out to, I believe, 43 working days a year he has wasted because he is choosing of his own initiative to actually get into the system and do service work that he is neither qualified for nor is it his job duty. He is basically a month and a half every single year. He is taking all that compensation out of his own pocket, out of his agency's pocket, probably causing his account manager frustration because he's in there dealing with stuff. And it's just costing him money. And I just held it up said, look, you're telling me that you going into the system every hour, an hour, every day, You're willing to give up that much commission so that you can go into the system and service? Are you an account manager or a producer? And I guess that's the same question for each and every one of us today. Are you actually showing up and doing the work? My name is Charles Specht. I am the President and CEO of Permission Sales, where I teach and train insurance agents how to build a $1 million or more book of business through sign broker of record letters. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast.